Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast designed to empower you as a woman to rediscover your innate magic, your sensuality, your sexuality, and your deep feminine power. I'm your host, Grace Hazel, and I'm a women's empowerment guide. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Conversations with Pussy. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. This is the first man that I've had on the Conversations with Pussy podcast. So you may well want to call this podcast Conversations with Cock. (laughs) But today we have Juan, who is the founder of Live to the Fullest. And Juan works with men and women who are experiencing disconnection from their heart and body and are longing to have meaningful relationships. So before I start introducing Juan and starting to call forth a conversation with him, I'd like to just uh, explain to you what this podcast is about. At the beginning of the year, I created or wrote a post for my old Instagram account, which has actually recently been disabled. And the piece of writing that I um, wrote was called Healing Our Relationship with Men, which was for um, those in women's bodies, so women. And when I posted this, there were so many comments because it just felt like what people needed as medicine at that time. So I'll go into what I spoke about in the writing in just a moment. However, I'd firstly like to explain what my experience has been like healing my relationship with men. So for sure, I know that my relationship with men has not been that great as I was growing up and coming into my teenage years and into my early 20s, there was a lot of distrust and feeling of unsafety with the opposite sex. And I was noticing over the last couple of years a um, showing up when I was going to trainings, when I was going to courses, that even though there would always be like way, way more women on the courses than there were men, I would always seem to be like partnered up with a guy. And it was kind of like my realization that it was time for me to begin to heal my own relationship with men. So before that, I had spent lots and lots of time with women who were therapists and going to women's circles. And about this time last year or the beginning of, let's say, actually, it was the beginning of this year, I was on a transformational course and uh, there was a particular exercise which just changed the game for me in terms of the way that I thought of men and the way that um, I showed up to men in relationships. And I won't go into the ins and outs of the exercise, but essentially the exercise caused a high amount of vulnerability. And we took it in turns between those who were in men's bodies and those who were in women's bodies. And when it was the men's turn to be in the vulnerable position, I realized that there were many of the men, or in fact, all of the men were actually so fearful and they were shaking and they were vulnerable and they were afraid and I saw how fragile and actually human men were in that moment which sounds really obvious like of course men are human but for so long I had just kind of 
accepted that they were a different species, someone that I couldn't relate to, and found it really hard to connect in a um, plutonic way, let's say. And in that moment of seeing that like deep vulnerability of mankind, something in my heart changed in that moment. And I realized that I could trust men again. I realized they were, they were, that they were going through the exact same struggles or maybe not the exact same, but they were going through struggles of their own. And this really allowed me to move through the stuff that I had held around mankind. Now, Going back to the article or the piece of writing that I wrote on my Instagram account, I spoke into the fact that many, many women are spending a lot of time in women's circles because it feels safe there. It feels safe to be in circle and to share with women, of course, especially if trauma has happened in the past with a man and distrust has happened. Yet, we can spend so much time in these women's circles doing our thing. However, if we still are holding this fear or this distrust of men, that doesn't change through hanging out with more women and hanging out in women's circles. For sure, we can do the foundational work there, but there has to be a point where we begin to really, really look into uh, being with men and feeling vulnerable with men and essentially healing our relationship with them again. So this is why I wanted to bring a really beautiful man, Juan, onto this podcast so that we can speak into the vulnerabilities that men face, the difficulties that men face, so that we can begin to build a gap or a bridge, let's say, between men and women. And as I mentioned earlier, I realized that we are both human, going through a human experience, living through very similar things. And once we can start to come back together, that begins to change the way that we show up in our lives. And once we can come back to a place of love with men, we will significantly notice that the men that we attract into our lives will change in a positive way. So Juan, welcome to the Conversations with Pussy podcast. Thank you. I'm super grateful and excited to be here. Uh, it's amazing to be sharing this space and this conversation and happy to share what I found along the way and uh, yeah, follow this vulnerable, sharing, open-hearted space of like sharing what's alive. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to join me. So Juan and I are both sat in my um, treehouse in Bali. So you may have like a sweet uh, symphony of the bugs in the background, which I actually think is quite soothing. Luckily, we don't have the cows mooing and the dogs barking at this current time. So Juan, live to the fullest in the stuff that you do. Before we go into like the vulnerability of men, I would love to hear about how Live to the Fullest was founded and, and kind of what, what is it that you do? <laughs> well, uh, Live to the Fullest is a bit um, the condensation of my life's journey. Uh, sometimes I refer to it as a hero's journey. Uh, having go through, having gone through many trials and experiences and exploring, having the bliss 
and the opportunity of diving deep into transformational experiences that really made a, a positive impact in my life, as I was also seeing that uh, among people that I was uh, sharing these spaces, sex-positive community experiences, trainings like the ISA trainings, practitioner trainings, tantra, retreats, events, uh, yoga, spirituality, shamanism, a lot. Um, and the end result is, is lived to the fullest, which is an invitation to, to transform ourselves and to grow beyond our comfort zone and really tap into who we really are. Mm. Um, and through that space, I share what I found along the way, uh, writing, videos, uh, transformational experiences, sessions. Uh, yeah, to support people in that space. Mm. Cool. And based on your experience with working with people, let's particularly talk about men since this is healing mm -hmm. our relationship with men for the podcast. What is the key thing that you see that men are struggling with? when they come to see you? Mm. Uh, there are many things that, that pop up. Uh, I've been doing men's work, uh, hosting men's gatherings, men's circles as well, uh, feeling the call of doing so. Uh, I always refer as the call was coming from actually the, the Shakti, the feminine, saying like, hey guys, we've been doing a lot of work and, and we need you also to do your work so we can meet in a different space. So I follow that. Um, and I've been working with men mostly in, in group settings. Uh, yeah, and having vulnerable sharings with brothers and men uh, about the things that we're moving through. Um, and one of the, the key elements I think that come up is the, a thing around confidence in the way uh, men show up um, because of conditioning, um, which has a, a certain element of uh, truth and validity. Uh, men have messed it up towards the towards women. I sometimes refer to masculine and feminine because I think it goes beyond our physicality. Uh, we both carry these polarities. Um, so that conditioning, uh, in a way, affects how we show up for relating and connecting with women. And also an aspect of being detached from our sensitivity, from our feminine, uh, because uh, it's not manly enough to express emotions or to sometimes express a no when you're feeling a no, particularly more in intimate, like in uh, sexual interactions. Um, recently I wrote something around the, the voice of the inner woman in men speaking towards women, uh, how we also have difficulties and challenges and uh, following a little bit on what you said sometimes they are very similar we are human beings and we have yeah hard emotions and uh, now we are in a time that we are invited to to crack open to that space and support each other sometimes I refer to it as to the sisterhood within the brotherhood knowing that we can express these things and that starts bringing healing also in the way we can uh, interact with, with women mm. and heal. I think we are going through a, a phase of healing our relational field. Mm. Uh, it's a very important time and it's interesting to observe. Um, yeah, and I, I love that because what you mentioned about doing uh, the men's gatherings and how important it is to share, it reminds me so 
I, I know that we've had this discussion, but just for the people who are listening who don't know this, um, my dad works with people who are like just on the edge of going to prison. And so he runs groups for the men who are about to go into prison, essentially. However, if he can um, get these men to turn it around, um, they don't go to prison. So it's kind of like real hardcore stuff. And what he finds, I believe is what he finds, is that there are a lot of men who've never been given the opportunity to share the matters of vulnerability and the hardships that they've gone through because society essentially tells men that they have to be really strong and that they can't show emotion and they can't be vulnerable. So they hold all of this, yet they may be cracking open inside and this causes issues within the way that they're showing up in life to the point that they, yeah, commit crimes and do really, like, awful things because they're, like, so messed up inside with, without because they don't have platforms to share and to be really and truly authentically who they are. Mm. Uh, and, and not being allowed sometimes because of the condition, you know, being allowed to... to let that move, whatever it's alive, uh, particularly when it's like feelings, emotions, and not, not knowing. It's, it's a mystery. I, I, I feel that in this, this medicine, we both men and women share with each other how we open each other up to uh, mysteries of like um, women open, opening us up in our heart and emotions. And wow, it's a mystery and we don't know how to manage. We are not even initiated in, in, in that mystery uh, so there's there's this struggle around like what it is what it is to to be a man we 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 don't really know and we are kind of now remembering and recovering uh, transmissions from different cultures that have this different way of understanding masculinity and manhood that it's a man that's that's connected with its emotions that owns, acknowledges them and knows how to express them, communicate them and well in that space is so so important the, the support that we long for from women as, as we also know that women long for from men how can we hold space for each other mm. in being, in sharing and, and when we tap into that space something opens in the relationship field and healing starts to happen change happens and new fields of exploration appear mm -hmm. yeah and I'd love to just rewind because there's this place where like of course when women can show up to support men but we kind of just tapped into like the difficulties that men are experiencing so I believe it assists women to know like what what truly are the things that men are dealing with right now so that they can come to a level of because even sometimes I can still sense this like ancient resistance within me which is like women need to be supported because we've been wronged so much you know like this is this ancient thing and I can I can sense that people that may be listening would be like oh like but why should we support men? So I would love to like really tune into like what are the vulnerabilities um, and what what is it that you guys go through? And you mentioned um, about this yes and no piece. So 
of course, this is something that's going on a lot within feminism and also like within sex positive or sex educational um, writers and speakers around this thing around consent and boundaries. And um, I feel it's been really important for women to start to get to grips with that, to be like, all right, so I can say no. Uh, in any situation I can be like uh-uh actually we may have been kissing for half an hour or we may be really sexually charged but I can say no at any time um however I guess there's the flip side of that 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 guys also need that yes and that no and sometimes their yes and no aren't honored can you speak into that a little bit mm, yeah well I can I can relate to that based on my own experience um of of experiencing myself moments that uh, my no wasn't uh, heard. And sometimes I I felt that I couldn't express it because it wasn't manly enough. I was like literally, you know, jumped onto by a woman that was like, yeah, full on activated. And maybe I just needed in that space to, hey, let's just so, slow down and yeah, it's this cultural conditioning, like, it's not like, uh, you know, like, this thing among guys, you know, of competition, uh, or, you know, like, you, how, how can you say no to that, you know? Uh, and, well, sometimes we men also need to slow down and breathe for a moment and just, just feel uh, and, and know that that's welcome. And, uh, and it's very beautiful when that happens. Because it softens, it opens a different space. Um, so I guess one of one of the biggest challenge for us is to really own that. Well, we have again, it connects with the sensitivity of being able to embody that and uh, and bring it onto the table and with our lovers, beloveds, partners, and relationships in general. Um, there's, uh, I think, a challenge around. Um, core beliefs and conditioning again uh, of how men should behave or look like and, and, and I think in this piece there's an invitation to anyone that's listening to drop into what does being a man mean? What are your beliefs around that? Because that pretty much shapes the relationships you're having and the experience you're having with men and so you, you mean for women to be like, what does being a man mean? Yeah, what does it mean for you uh, to really tune into that? And maybe you find like, oh, but sometimes it's like silly things, you know, well, men should you know, have it all sorted out or be uh, always fully present and uh, or they should be the providers or, um, yeah, they, they have to hold firm, like, unchangeable uh, presence and like a pillar and yeah sometimes it's you know we are human beings too and sometimes we cannot and sometimes we need to be held mm. we just need to be held and in that space again something rises and changes okay here I am mm. here I am again I'm, I'm fully in my presence fully in my power I love that actually what you mentioned about actually asking or the people listening asking the question like what does it mean to be a man what what is a man to you and like maybe to do even do like this is an exercise to like journal about that like what does being a man mean what is a man to you in your life um 
because I know that back in the day I would have written a lot of stuff and perhaps it wouldn't have been so positive yet as I began to switch and unravel my perception of what men were the type of men that I would attract into my life were completely different so I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are aware of the art of manifesting it's like we can say oh I actually wish to call in a man like this yet if energetically or subconsciously we're like all men are pricks we're gonna be sending out like a an energetic signal to call in pricks so we can be like, but are you? I just want a really good guy. But they're all idiots. Like the, the, these, this, this sentence actually calls in more idiots. So if we can look at the reasons that we think all men are pricks, potentially from our experiences beforehand to, or to this point, how can we unravel that and see that, I mean, some men are pricks, but so there are lots of women who are also pricks too but there are also a lot of good people out there and it's just essentially creating space to see that um, through, yeah, letting go of the belief system that everyone is like that. Mm. Uh, it's, it's an invitation and an opportunity to start observing what's underneath. Uh, I like saying that, okay, but what's underneath? Like that's the symptom, the situation, the pattern, the relationship, the trigger or, or the, the negative painful experience you had. We all had trauma in different ways. To really look at it in a different way, uh, yeah, to really harvest the gift and start shifting. And yeah, there are situations that are really difficult and require different ways of approaching them to move forward. But beginning with this, okay, what are my, my beliefs? Like really writing about it or sharing it in, in, in a circle with sisters. Really? Uh, only to come to the point like at some point... I like this idea of like sometimes our wounds or pain or trauma we experience in order to shift it. We have to go a bit in that space where it was created mm -hmm. so it can kind of can be visible like, ah, okay, now I can shift it. And sometimes, uh, as you mentioned, you can be safe with women, but at some point you have to like, okay, I want to expand. Sure. I wouldn't say you have to, but it's an opportunity. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like if you're a woman listening and you're like, right, I actually really do want to come into a space with a man. Like you wouldn't just go out onto the street and start healing your relationship with men randomly. Um, it's like you can come to places that are safe for you to do yeah. that. So, for instance, when I really broke through and um, became super vulnerable with men and realized that men were also super vulnerable, I was in a container that allowed me to do that. I mean, the intention around that experience wasn't to heal relationship with men, but since I was in a safe container with men, it just so happened like that. So it's like, yeah, you can you can create those spaces just as we go to women's circles. You can come into a, a safe place where men will also be in those circles. And those men who are in those communities, most of the guys in those circles are going to have some level of understanding um, and we'll be able to hold space for that as well as the women being able to hold space for it too. Mm, it's a different openness, yeah. It's incredibly powerful what can happen in those spaces. Uh, recently, well, maybe a couple of months ago, I I held space uh, with a couple of sisters and I had a, in a togetherness ritual. We were doing a men's circle and a women's circle at the same time. And we felt like there was a need of coming together. And it was something very simple. 
circle, sharing vulnerabilities, forgiveness, appreciation, looking at each other, breathing with each other, uh, just that. And that shifted so much, that space. Mm. Uh, and when we dare to go beyond the comfort zone of our beliefs and expand into these spaces, we know that we are healing from the ones that were before us, the ones that are with us, and the ones yet to come. Mm. Seven generations ahead. Like, this is important. Um, so if you find yourself uh, with an opportunity to, to go into that space and you feel resistance, go. Mm. <laughs> and if you feel cold and pull naturally, go too. Mm. Um, there's an opportunity there to, to heal and to move forward and to really vulnerably share. Uh, I think it's uh, essential since we have this gift for each other and we are kind of headlessly looking for an answer or this uh, this holy grail of love or being met where we're at and where the area is at. And actually, we, we just have it. You know, we are trying to do it. Uh, but since we are not addressing this, these core things and actually allowing ourselves to be like, hey, this, this is where I'm at. This is what's happening through me. This is what I feel. And, and, and creating that space of being heard and listening to the other, I think this is also an important part for healing our relationship, to create those containers that it doesn't need you need to go to a training. You can sit down with, with a, a, a man that's your friend or with your partner or your lover and, and create a safe space where you can share from your heart mm. and the other person can share from their heart. For sure. And it's this is like, as you're saying this, this is reminding me of like this conversation I once had with my dad. And I remember, so I, I actually I haven't shared on the podcast, but um, when I was young, I experienced like a rape experience. But like my parents found out very, very like actually just a couple of years ago when I had shared openly about it on social media. And um, when I came home, like my mum and dad had known vaguely what had happened during this time because I'd come home like with a black eye and blah, blah, blah. And my dad um, and my mum had supported me, but I had been very much like I at that time I was like young and I just wanted to close off to the world around the situation. And it was only like a couple years ago that um, it got opened up again to my dad and my dad just kind of had this thing where he just was able to like wrap his arms around me and just say really beautiful things whilst he broke down and whilst I broke down and we ended up having this really amazing and deep share about what that had been like and then also just his vulnerabilities in his life and that was another healing of my relationship with men, just to be sad. Like you were just saying, it's as simple as like, we don't have to go to a container. It can happen in our family dynamics. It's like actually seeing the vulnerability of like perhaps our father or perhaps our brother and like these little instances of softening and really hearing the other person and what it's been like for them can like transform and change our relationship with not just them but with mankind mm. or womankind vice versa yeah yeah, yeah. Both, it works both ways and when we are heard uh, and when those voices and experiences are acknowledged 
something shifts mm. um, and where we actually hear oh, okay I, I heard you say this or, or you or we feel that we are being received it starts to shift mm. right away um, as you were speaking something that was coming up for me is uh, this this challenge also for us men in this time of awakening to new ways of, of interacting and, and approaching our connection with women there's there's a lot of baggage around yeah rape abuse um, that sometimes uh, men feel that they cannot fully show up like their their full power essence uh, because it might be uh, judged as like too much or like rapey or like uh, allowing like hey this is my my animal body like it's like I just have this aliveness to to connect with you and we are not even taught how to communicate that mm. so it starts coming in strange ways <gasps> yes not acknowledged and then it turns into this uh awful experiences oh my god i'm so excited you've just mentioned this because i was writing about this today so the like how when we're suppressed when when we suppress our desires or we suppress our sexual energy or whatever that may be it puts it into shadow mm. and when it goes into shadow it starts to come up in creepy ways or leechy ways or um ways that actually are a bit off or imbalanced it's like if we can come from a place of truth as a man or a woman from with our sexual energy and our desires if we can own them and speak of them rather than trying to suppress them or, oh, this isn't going to be accepted. Like when we come from the space of empowering our desires and owning them, it, it feels much more clear, right? It's like there's a clarity in the way that we interact rather than um, coming from shadow. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I feel most of the abuse both from the masculine to the feminine and the feminine to the masculine or men to women women to men come because of shadows of things that are not being acknowledged and expressed and and i think that's also a shift in our society the moment that we can acknowledge own and welcome like thank you for expressing your desire it's not anymore in the shadow so it's not gonna try to find its way <laughs> yeah it's like out there and it doesn't need or it doesn't meet uh, it doesn't means that it's gonna be met but it's out there. Yeah. And then we can find what's the space where we can meet. Maybe it's like, well, I just not really up for that, but I'm just happy to drink a tea and hang out. And that feels aligned. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, there's nothing worse than like my my distrust in men was that I would be friends with people and be like, I'm pretty sure that you want to get with me. And there's just like an undercurrent tone there, which probably was my own shit. But it's like meeting someone and feeling like there's an essence of wanting something more when I didn't want something more and actually if we could all just have conversations that were like hey I'm feeling this is that there for you no okay well let's just make this as a friendship you know if we could have that conversation like straight up it would take away this level of like uncertainty and it doesn't have to be like a a deep and meaningful conversation it could be like hey I find you really attractive actually I'm feeling this as we connect or as I say hello and that's like a really beautiful way just to introduce yourself and introduce the relationship in yeah yeah it takes away a lot of the burdens of uh, feeling well it, it comes with the, on the hand with attraction you know what what's underneath the attraction that we initially feel and what's 
what sometimes I like saying, what's our love making? You know, sometimes that energy is there. And then when you look a bit, it's like, well, actually, it has nothing to do with that real like love making physically but actually we're having an amazing conversation it's very inspiring and we are a mirror in this person moment that we are cool there's a gift and that's it uh, and that only comes with transparent communication authenticity truth and i think these are essentials for our uh, healing in the relational field mm. uh, when we can show up in our authentic expression expressing our truth uh, communicating transparently what's alive um, then there's it's it's out there mm-hmm. it's out there uh, when we suppress our desire it starts playing out as a neediness or clinginess because it's not there it's not met it's not clear and pull and push the dynamics and it's actually like well we all have experiences like something feels off mm-hmm. and there's something there uh, so the moment that we create these spaces and we bring this onto the table it's also part of like redefining the way we relate. Mm. And from that space, our relationships change completely. Yeah. So completely flipping the conversation here. For sure. (laughs) So you grew up in Argentina. Yeah. And when did you leave Argentina? Uh, Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. And what was it like growing up as a boy in Argentina? And what I mean really around that is like growing up as a boy and turning into like a sexual male. Like what was that process for you? Mm, You mean like in teenage years or? Well, um, I was always uh, a pretty curious sexual human being when I was a kid. Um, yeah, always exploring and curious about us and sexuality and, yeah, human togetherness and connections. Um, so my experience, I think it's, uh, and probably most of the world is the same, you know, we kind of feel like, uh, I sometimes ask in, in men's circles, what's the story of your lingam? So for everybody that's listening, because we've got a London crowd here today. Mm. I mean, a worldwide crowd, but people will be like, a ling what? A A cock. Yeah. A cock is what one means. (laughs) Yeah, lingam is the uh, Sanskrit word for uh, the male genital organs, they say, for penis. (laughs) Ladies, we have a tantric man on the podcast today, (laughs) so he's using the word lingam. Yeah, I like to call it lingam. Uh, I I like cock. Yeah, I like cock too. Um... Well, uh, my podcast, my podcast is Lingam Dialogues or Cock Talks. <laughs> I like Cock Talks. So, um, yeah, uh, I like the aspect of the sacredness. Anyway, um, yeah, cocks can be sacred too. Of course, they are. Well, that's uh, something that I also share with men. You know, reclaiming our the sacredness and the primalness of. Uh, yeah, we're genital. Mm. Uh, that are also a gateway to, to the divine, to connection, and, and honoring that as, yeah, an expression of life force energy uh, as pussies for women, mm-hmm. or yoni. I don't like to call it yoni. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's the most sacred out of this. <laughs> I'm like, pussy cock, and we've got beautiful one who's <laughs> saying lingam and yoni. Yeah, I, I use cock and pussy too. Anyway. Yeah. 
Um, so the upbringing, upbringing in that time, in that moment, it was like, yeah, well, how, how many women can you hook up with and explore and like having multiple relationships like every weekend or every other night? Um, it, it Again, it's conditioning from models and programs of how sexuality should be from pornography, media, uh, you know, how, how things should behave and then or how we should behave. And then it's uh, completely different. At some point for me, I started to awake. There's something more. Mm. Like, there's something more yeah. to this than just like, you know, fucking. <laughs> oh my God, for sure. There's yeah. something more. And, and that curiosity led me to explore this path of sacred sexuality, conscious relationships, awakening... Uh, as a man, I always been in touch with my feminine, so it was a a, a path to to reclaim my masculine. Uh, I felt emasculated from my mom sometimes, like mm. not not really because of uh, lack of trust or sometimes like I would come with an idea and she would like point out their negative things mm. and like not being good enough, and it was like. Yeah, but I'm coming with this aliveness. So at some point that that affected in a way and I had to work through that to say like, hey, actually, uh, I, I can reclaim that power. And and for me as a man, it, it came into like, yeah, activating my life force energy, my sexual energy and embracing my, my primal, my animal. And, and like, hey, this is also sacred. You know, this is also important. There's This is where my passion resides um, where where I can create that I can fully show up activated to the world um, and awakening that it's something that for for us men is important and that's something that I really like to create as well like uh, because there's a lot of competition around men I think it happens also for for women mm. um, are these layers primal layers let's say uh, that we carry on our DNA, we don't even know, but they are like they're operating. And, and when we shift as men into the perception that actually we are not competing, but we are healthy, challenging each other. The moment that I can see this man that has a quality that I feel like, wow, I wish I had that. Instead of like, Competing is like, hey, how can we support each other? I, I just want to learn. Mm. Um, and in this in this field of, of empowering ourselves and coming into our power, our truth in expressing who we are, and particularly in our interactions, there's there's a lot of, of growth that we are going through as we gather with men um, to really show up uh, in integrity, uh, transparency, Truth, vulnerability, uh, trust, confidence, uh, knowing that all, all is welcome uh, and that we are good enough and the other person is good enough. We are beautiful human beings. Um, coming back to, to the upbringing, I think we all face the, the same conditioning and it's only our curiosity that will take us to, okay, there, there's something more. How can we bring that uh, new awareness and, and transmit that to future generations? Mm. Uh, 
that's a beautiful thing to do <laughs> and it's here and it's now as, as we also show up for healing our relating field um, future generations also depend on a way or are leaning on on us coming into a different space how different it is when a new generation comes from that awareness mm. how different it is it's so important, right, for the new generation coming in. So we can all do this work on ourselves. But however, when, when it's like when our children uh, come into this world, it's like how much can we clear our conditioning around relationships, intimacy, sensuality, sexuality, so that when we bring new life or we, we interact with the new generations, how can we like allow there to be actually a different learning for them so they don't have to do all of this bullshit work you know it's just like how can we actively lay the foundation for them mm, yeah i think we're doing a pretty good job having this conversation or these spaces where these things are explored containers this writing people like showing up for this uh... fully but it's like this worry for me that so again um around feels like I keep whacking on about it but these this Facebook new policy where Facebook's like shutting down loads of the sex positive um accounts and it's like this strange thing where there's so much um change and there's this movement going on in the world and of course like it happens in waves, like it's happened in waves throughout the years, right? However, that there is a strong sex positive movement going on at the moment, yet something as big as Facebook, which generally, like I would say that most people have Facebook, right, or, or Instagram. And um, we're being told again that to speak of, of sex is taboo. And it again puts sex back into the shadow and like how's that showing up for like, children if we can't have these conversations and normalize sex which is literally one of the most normal things to do in the world like it's one of the most like normal and natural it's like sleeping and eating and having sex right it's like sleeping's not taboo eating's not taboo how come sex got so taboo eh like what happened like sex is where we like make love and where we connect and where we literally make life like what happened? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a joke. Well, this system we're having this conversation, uh, the the system of control that wants to keep the status quo as it is, and mm. this is powerful stuff, you know. When people get empowered and activated, I always say when someone is activated, empowered, uh, enlivened, they don't want to mess up with someone else. They don't want to mess up with the environment. They don't want to mess up with themselves. Uh, what do you mean by mess up? Um, hurt. Mm, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, when, when someone is enlivened, activated, they, they respect themselves, they respect the other, they respect the environment. Uh, and that goes a bit against of, yeah, the system. Well, it's creating like this, I was about to say army, army's not the word, it's just creating this collective of sovereign beings, right? Yeah. And sovereign beings aren't what? Yeah, uh, or difficult to control. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
and the space of sacred union and yeah this moment where 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 that encounter happens it's like wow opens up spaces that if i allow that to happen it's like i can only be humbled by this mm. <laughs> and yeah I think I'm tapping more into the feminine, but I, I feel so inspired by the feminine. It invites me to show up even more from, from my, for, for my and from my masculine. Um, yeah, uh, this thing of polarities, masculine and feminine, can be sometimes confusing and the line in between can be blurry because we both carry them both. You mm. know, we are this orgasmic convergence of masculine and feminine that brought us to life and... Yeah, I have a deep reverence for that. Mm. Um, I had moments of being in a relationship of like pain or feeling abused and used. Um, and recently I realized that it had to do more with an aspect of the immature aspects of the feminine and the masculine in a woman. Uh, and that it also showed up in other things. Uh, And it has been a, a very blissful experience. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a spiritual journey of growth. And yeah, I, I deeply, deeply respect that space. Mm. Beautiful. And so for any of you who are listening and are questioning, like, what's the masculine and feminine energies? Um, the podcast, I may say this wrong, can't remember what I called my own podcast. It's like, why being a boss bitch? <laughs> Maybe I didn't say bitch. Why being a boss bitch? <laughs> I'm going to say bitch anyway. Could be killing your libido. And in that I explain the, um, the qualities of the masculine and feminine and the healthy and the immature masculine and feminine. So you can have reference to what we've been speaking about um, and what I will be speaking about more of in these podcasts. Mm. Yeah. So if anyone is like, damn, I love this man. Who is this one and how can I work with him personally? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's jm underscore live to the fullest or my webpage live to the fullest.org or my Facebook too. It's my, it's my long name. Yes, yeah, say it's Latin a Latin American <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, but you share such beautiful things on your Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, it's Juan Manuel Burgos Galarraga. Do you want to um, spell that for peeps? Uh, the Juan Manuel, J-U-A-N-M-A-N-U-E-L-B-U-R-G-O-S-M-A-N... No, J-A-L-A-R-J-A. Tell you what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it in the yeah, description of totally. this so yeah, you can yeah, find yeah. So you can find away. me there. I'll do a link. Yeah, you can find me there and also on the YouTube channel that live to the fullest that I'm sharing videos around these things mm. and yeah, insights and explorations, uh, harvests from from exploring, being relating, and yeah, and sitting on the edge of a cliff and jumping. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd like to say, if anyone's like listening to this and it's kind of like sparking something like, hey, like, I feel that maybe it's time to begin working with a man. Like there was 
totally a time in my life where I realized that I was ready to to work one on one with a man in terms of healing work. And before I just, as I mentioned at the, the beginning of this podcast, I was just working with women. And there was a point where I was like, actually, I'm ready to to work with a guy and it was transformational. So mm. I would love if, if it feels like a calling to you to um, work with a guy to contact Juan because he's such a beautiful um, space holder. You actually help me on a daily basis work through my shit and he's not my, he's not my therapist. He just so naturally does it and yeah, you've been a great, a great influence in a positive way in my life. Um, can you share your email address with people? Yes, it's connect at live to the fullest.org. Awesome. Yeah, and and on this note, like I also experience sometimes uh, working on sessions, uh, receiving from women, and I could see like there was a healing piece there, um, pain, wounds, trauma, and and I experienced as a space holder uh, working with women many times pieces coming through around men and women relationship space being clear like i could really feel like wow this just moved something out from like who knows how many mm-hmm. generations and wow it's 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 intense and sometimes it's just reclaiming the power of like saying no and dropping in that space of like of, or having a conversation certain things that have not been spoken and oh it's so my powerful. god yeah like i remember working with this guy and at one point we were just practicing my no and at one point i was literally like he was holding a pillow <laughs> i was like beating the shell of this pillow and being like no and it was like every time that i had never said no before to a man Uh, And I had just let something happen because I felt that I should. It was like every single no that I had never vocalized or voiced just came out in this one session. It was like I was able to just have him as mankind and all like every single man I ever said I said yes to and I meant no. And I just got to say no to each and every one of those men just through him. And he was the space holder for that. And it's like just as simple as that. I just got to say no. Yeah. Um, and that changed everything. Yeah, I really enjoy the power of simple things. Mm. How deep they can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screw punching a pillar and screaming no. <laughs> <laughs> Years of therapy sorted. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Just get used to the punching bag. You can charge a lot of money an hour for that. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank Is there you. anything else that you'd like to add or say? Mm. Thank you. Thank you, too. There's a a deep sense of gratitude. uh, And I feel this is important for for everyone. Uh, So I really appreciate this opportunity to share all this and experiences, uh, stories, challenges, growth pieces. And and yeah, hoping that it will land uh, wherever it needs to and it's going to move things. Yeah, this is this is just the beginning and we're like doing amazing sisters, brothers, men, women, like we are on the right track. We just have to keep going. Mm. And I feel like opening up the invitation, if you loved this podcast and you loved having Juan on the podcast, 
to just like email in and be like, oh my God, I really enjoyed having Juan on the podcast, but next time, can we have Juan on the podcast again, but talk about this? If that's like something that's that's in your mind and you're listening, you're like, God, I'd really like to hear Juan's opinion on this thing. Just email me on hello at grace-hazel.com and we can arrange another opportunity to have him back on the podcast because he's living in Bali so it's easy peasy as long as you want to come back on (laughs) totally more than happy and yeah it's beautiful that you open that space because for sure there's a lot bubbling in there yeah and yeah just put it out there you'll be received by this beautiful woman and continue expanding so more than happy to do so awesome Mm. thank you So if you loved this podcast, I would love for you to please leave a rating and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. If you're on my website, you can also like this, which allows there to be a greater number of women who can see this podcast online. Uh, Please share with your friends and your family and anyone that you feel would benefit from these words. And um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for showing up. And I hope that um, Juan's words and this discussion has brought forth some insight, perhaps a little bit of an aha moment. We would love to hear your comments and your feedback. Uh, And otherwise, I will speak to you next week. Thank you.